Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Welcome to this episode of 50% Facts. Talking to all you nerd influencers. Yeah, we're talking about. I'm I'm Jim. That's Mike. Um, we're talking about. I was I was just listening to another podcast um, with an interview with a an author who wrote a book about kind of the current state of social media influence and a book and, book a book book. Yeah, that's crazy because influencing you could argue is a decade old. Yeah, maybe. Right? Yeah, so yeah. Like already write books about it blows my mind. I mean, yeah, they, they refer to the whole thing as the creator economy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of that. Uh, and it makes sense now. Yeah. You know, in 2024, and it's so vast, you know, from 5,000 followers up to the Kardashians, I think people put as the top influencers of the world. Uh, yeah, probably right? so. Because they, they obviously have a TV show that launched their career, or the, a dad that was friends with famous people that launched their career. And a porn tape. Yeah, the porn tape, the... the uh, reality show mm-hmm. and but their real powers in social media oh yeah for sure and they dominate that world <clears throat> are they still no i think they're the third biggest following maybe so yeah, i think it's I ronaldo know. still number one maybe okay i might be wrong we could look it up jamie <laughs> <laughs> i think it's uh i think it's ronaldo but they're always in the conversation of most yeah. followed on the planet i didn't bring my ipad over here so I'm... that's right he's gonna hack this system okay um yeah, uh, they they definitely are the most famous people who got there without like a regular um, career ahead of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because even still, they haven't really like acted per se. No. Even though their show is clearly scripted, Fake. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, clearly acting. And the acting in the porn vid is mediocre at best. Speaking of acting, this is a, this is a um, an aside, but did you see that Jada Pinkett Smith said that she and Will have been separated yeah. since twenty sixteen? Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Even when I was younger, mom, my mom for some reason I don't know if she reads shit, but she has like some weird insider info sometimes. <laughs> like I swear, because Will, growing up, Will Smith was one of my favorite actors. Like right. Men in Black is one of my favorite. Fresh Prince is one of my favorite. I Robot, I love all the. I would think we've talked about it here when we talk about movies. Like sometimes, I I choose like a favorite actor, and it's not even because they're good at acting or not. Even though Will Smith's a fine actor, mm-hmm. but it's because like they tend to choose scripts that I like. Oh yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. So yeah. Will Smith just ends up in the type of movies that I like. Right. You could have probably swapped them with someone else, yeah. and I'd still like those movies just as much. Like Fresh Prince, maybe not because he probably wrote a shit ton of that. Um, I think he was like a producer, et cetera, et cetera. But if it, it feels like that character was kind of built around him, yeah, it was, yeah, hundred percent was. But then the rest of the movies, though, arguably someone else could have picked that. And I would still love Men in Black. Mm-hmm. I would have still loved. I don't even know uh, Ali. I don't know who else could have done Ali. Yeah, he, I thought he was good. I, I went back. I loved it when it came out because I've been a Muhammad Ali fan, but. Um, a lot of people hated that movie, and the reviews were trash, but yeah, I don't know the, why. Yeah, it, it's not considered to be that great a film. Yeah. yeah, I think it's pretty good. I've rewatched it many times, and I still think it's like pretty good. Not as like Obviously, it's not like one of the best of all time movies, but the story's obviously amazing. Yeah. He's pretty good in it. Like He plays Ali really well. Yeah. And then like the overall script's pretty good because they touch a lot of things. Muhammad Ali's career is 20 years of chaos. You know, He's got so many stories within that, and they mm. touch it pretty good. While still making continuity, long story short, I was a big fan of Will Smith, and then mom 
back in the day said something about them having like open relationship yeah. and being like swingery. And this is like when I'm in high school, so like oh four. Um so that doesn't really surprise me that they've been separated or whatever. Because then there was the huge drama in what, 27, 2018, where they did like a round table together. Yeah, the bread table talks. Yeah. 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 Or like And they did those, but they did them with the pretense that they were still actually actively together. I don't know, because one of the <clears> big <throat> talks was about her having another dude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So open or I mean, I don't know. Everyone has their own definitions nowadays of separated, open, monogamous. Mm-hmm. I don't know what any of the fuck it means, but yeah, she said living separate lives. Yeah, I'm not that surprised. No, I, I guess think I'm people... not really either. But it's just it, what I'm surprised about is it took this long to come out, and yeah. they've been fronting for so long. Yeah, yeah, they would show up to like shows or something together. But I think a lot of people are married and still live separate lives too. Get, <laughs> get my estranged wife's name out of your motherfucking yeah. mouth. Yeah, which like. Puts a new spin on that, right? Like, yeah, for sure. It does definitely show um, that he's got some kind of deep love or weird connection. Pos- possessiveness, yeah. maybe? I, mean, I don't know. I've read a lot. He, he obviously gets slandered a ton lately. <clears throat> um, one, because of like, kind of because of her in a way, and then obviously because of those actions. I'm trying to think of anything, like what I've seen him in that I actually liked, and I think it's really honestly got to be the Men in Black movies. You like I Am Legend? Um, I love that I Am Legend. Again, I don't know if I liked him in it. I just, I, just, I love that movie. Um, you know, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. I like. I, there, there are some really good like scenes in, yeah. that, in that movie. That like, one got really good reviews, right? Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and <clears throat> I think it's good. Super classic story based on a book. Yeah, you know, it's uh, weird how things go in like cycles like that. Because during that time, like World War Z came out, I liked that a lot. Like zombie movies all were a thing. Yeah, and AI was all a thing, and then this is all a thing. World War Z did not get good reviews. Really, I think that's pretty good too. Um, the um, it was a weird adaptation from the original. Yeah, yeah, I hadn't seen the original. Uh, the original book. Yeah. Um, the book was written by Mel Brooks' son. Uh, so and, newish. Uh, yeah, new newer ish. Yeah. yeah, and so what he what he wrote was um, or the way he wrote it, as if it were. You know how how when they do World War II documentaries, they they, they can't do it anymore because there's just not that many um, people around with the good memories anymore. But you know, fifteen twenty years ago, when they would have people um, talk about their recollections of the war, like from their perspective yeah, yeah. or whatever, or oral history kind of stuff, that's what World War Z the book was. Oh, uh, about a zombie apocalypse. Yes, interesting. It from told from the perspective of several years after. Yeah, they all re- retaken the world. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah, that's, the movie's not really like that. No, the movie's not like that at all. They never, I mean, you don't necessarily have a strong sense that they're really out of it by the yeah, time yeah, they yeah. that. Yeah, <clears throat> it would be a hard movie to shoot. Yeah. The only way you do that is like a little sit down in the beginning and then you fade away back into it, right? Because you have to show, not tell. Yeah. I was th- thinking it's, it's kind of like um, this Band of Brothers series. Never Where you see it. the real guys talk about their World War II experience, yeah, and yeah. you see the fictionalized version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and they play off of each other. You know, there's a there's kind of a conversation. So, like, if if the actor is kind of leaning toward a, toward a, an emotion or whatever, you see what the the um, the guy who was actually yeah, what's there, happening. yeah, might have might have said. Anyway, um, back to influencers. Yeah, Will Smith's a decent uh, segue because. The conversation is about influencers that will, can, or will want to go, quote-unquote, mainstream. Right. How, when, why. But I think if you look at any, you know, the ecosystem in general of entertainment, and content creation is a portion of that, Yeah. you don't really see it. And I don't think because they're incapable, but you see the opposite. Will Smith went to YouTube and Instagram. Kevin mm-hmm. Hart, who was big, went to YouTube and Instagram. They're coming to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not the opposite. Yeah. Uh, Who's like, um, fuck, bro. The the three guys, uh, one of them is Ozark, uh, Bateman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bateman and his buddies. Uh, Smartless. Yeah. The, yeah, they go do a podcast. Yeah, we'll, like, we'll learn that. Yeah, it's and, not uh, going the other way. Yeah. It's not going the other way. They're coming here. And then they put out a documentary on their tour. Mm-hmm. It's a vlog. <laughs> yeah, it's on Netflix, but it's but a it's fucking vlog. But it's still a vlog. vlog. Yeah, know? I haven't watched it, but yeah. It's not bad. I haven't listened to that show in a while, but I did during the pandemic. That's when they started, and they were like working from their own houses and, and whatever. And they have, um, they obviously know each other really well. Yeah. And they play off each other really well. And they've got that kind of, you know, uh, dad joke um, 
vibe yeah. going on. Yeah, I like the show. I never watched the podcast or listened to the podcast, but I watched a little bit of the documentary. And it's just cool because of that. Because you can tell they're real friends. Sean Hayes is the yeah. third one, yeah. Yeah, you can tell like they're real friends. And so that's kind of fun for them to fuck around with each other and kind of do what they want. Yeah. Um, and then obviously they have connections to the biggest guests in the world. So right. it's kind of like a no-brainer to have a big podcast. Similar with like a Rogan now. Like in the beginning, it was like special, right? Because he was kind of just like a C-list comedian. Mm-hmm. And then he's getting bigger guests on. And you're like, oh, shit these conversations are cool and then now he has access to everyone so not that they're not as cool but it's just kind of a no-brainer like right now you're just howard stern now you're just david letterman yeah you can do his platform is so big that he can be pretty much anybody that that really wants to come on there yeah i'm actually surprised and maybe maybe it's a pr uh because they don't trust a move like a a kardashians or someone doesn't have a podcast you see nba guys doing it now again everyone's coming this way nba guys aren't running to do a movie they all started podcasts. They all started TikToks with clips, like Patrick Beverly, JJ Reddick, Matt Barnes is going crazy with his, and Steven Jackson. Like all those guys are coming this way. Conan O'Brien basically like quit his show, I think, sort of for his podcast. Yeah, that, sure. You know that, and I think his contract was running, and it yeah. was like money and whatever. But you know, yeah, you have the potential to make more money. You got way more freedom in creation. Um, Obviously, make your own schedule. Running a late night show sounds like the most terrible job ever. It does sound really challenging. Yeah, yeah showing up at noon, going through a full read through, <clears> revamp <throat> the script. Mm-hmm. You maybe a bunch, get, a bunch, a bunch of times. Yeah, probably. with a table of people that are like half writers, half people checking you to make sure you don't get fucked up on t- live TV. Yeah. Then yeah, you maybe get an hour break. Then you're back into makeup. Do it all again. You're probably off at like ten at night, and then you rinse and repeat. Like that sounds like trash. Uh, yeah, I think that they finish up a little bit earlier than that. I think they start earlier than that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. but, but it's a ten. T- it's probably a ten hour day. They they I think they typically tape around three or four in the afternoon. Yeah, so they probably start at eight a.m. Yeah, yeah, well, it sounds like trash. Yeah, uh, it is, however, pretty fun to go watch those shows get yeah filmed. I could imagine. I could uh, imagine. We uh, Coven. I did Craig Fer- Ferguson back in the day before um, before he left that show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the concept of it's great. Just being an employee there. Yeah, yeah, or even be, a writer, right? You being write, a writer would be really hard. Yeah, you write till two p.m. Yeah. and then and then the show goes, and then you got to start writing again. Because you're you're unless you're like just very very incredibly naturally funny, and it just stuff just rolls off. For yeah, you. but even then, you you have to like watch <laughs> the news like crazy. Yeah, yeah, you have to. I yeah. mean, you have to go through the papers and the and yeah. everything to figure I'm out out. what's going to have a hook. Yeah, I'm out. Oh, speaking of COVID comedy, however, though I haven't watched it yet, but he said he just did an open mic in Bulgaria. Our Cove. Our Cove. Yes. Yeah. In English. Uh, in English, I don't think he speaks Bulgarian. Yeah, German or any of that yeah. stuff. Um, yeah, he said he did um, primarily five minutes of. Uh, 9-11, which is weird because his dad died in 9-11. Yeah. And pedophilia jokes. Nice. <laughs> I wonder how that flows internationally. I, I, apparently it killed. Yeah. I don't know. In America, it'd probably kill because like some edgy shit's back. Yeah. You know, you go to a lot of comedy shows and they take your phone away. They get a little edgy. Right. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what's happening in, I guess, Eastern Europe. Yeah. Humor. I don't, I don't either. Uh, anyway, um, this... Uh, uh, podcast episode that I was listening to really identified Mr. Beast as like the the biggest biggest influencer, uh, the most successful influencer from a um, you know purely organic, yeah. no connection to anything um, ahead of time for sure category. Yeah, probably views and money. <clears throat> Dude goes psycho. His shit's literally movies. Yeah, like Netflix stole his shit. Did they? I don't know. So about they this. went. They went Squid Games, right? Yeah. Then he does a real life Squid Games and other game shows like that. That obviously he's not killing people, but yeah. <laughs> you know, with high risk type shit. And uh, obviously it's been done. Everyone finds inspo, right? American Gladiator and right, whatever right, right. in the vein. But he does more games similar to Squid Games. And then now Netflix is doing that, like a real life Squid Games. Not ta- contacting him, not asking him to be involved <clears throat> or nothing like that. Not that he would, because he's already rejected many a uh, Netflix and. Major media deal, which again goes to the argument like, I think media needs content creation more than content creators or need more media. social medias need, need mainstream yeah, media. Yeah, for sure. I think that's probably true. It's also I think a little weird when they cross over into the into it mainstream. It can because they lose they lose the creative freedom, right? That makes them 
cool or popular. Yeah. And so it might seem sell outy, but I think if they had more uh, hands on the script or hands on the creation, it wouldn't. Mm. But what are those cases? Because they main media sees them as the little fish, so they bring them into their pond. They don't allow them to build the pond, right? So they grab a because you, know, you know you tap into to fitness. The only person. That's like on that level right now probably is like a Bradley Martin. <clears throat> so they grab Brad and they want to throw him into a, <clears throat> you know, Jeopardy or whatever the fuck situation is. He has, he's going to be fed everything. He right. doesn't get to be Brad and he doesn't get to create the environment for Brad to succeed. So of course it's going to come off corny. They're not going to have him in on the writer's meeting. Yeah. You know, they're yeah. going to throw him a script and say, hey, you stand there and you do this. Like, yeah, well, similar to the times that you and I it, t- together and separately have been involved with reality show people right. potentially for for right. the powerlifting and stuff that we were involved in and just like they almost all of their ideas are corny. Nothing yeah. seems authentic. Yeah, they they come to us and so you think they get it. And sometimes obviously, yeah, like content creators back in the day, this is like 14, 15, 16, would yeah. go to media places. Bart's done similar things, wrote scripts, and people try to acquire JK Films. and mm-hmm. But then they try to, like, they come to you because they think you have something special, and then they change you. Right. Like, why does that work at all? Like, literally just put our shit with better cameras and more budget and let us do it. Right. And then it'll probably have some success. Remember the there was another powerlifting show that actually did make it around similar time? Mm-hmm. I mean, it didn't make it, but it got shot. Yeah. At least it ended up on TV. It did end up on TV. Yeah, and, and like I, that, you could just tell it was highly scripted. And it got, yeah. And I think maybe they got two or three episodes yeah. before they got canceled and, and nobody's it had ever pot- seen any more of it That had then? potential too. Like if you get the write-off of the pro athletes and you get to be a fly on the wall at a training facility of pro athletes, mm-hmm. it'd probably be very entertaining and cool. Because there's a lot of fun, there's a lot of jokes, there's a lot of hard work, there's a lot of adversity in stories. Like, there's a lot of good, like, stuff there that the world should see, but they'll just never let it be organic. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. And I, and it, part of it, too, is, like, when things are really organic, you have to keep the cameras running all the time. Right. You need It's more editing, it's more footage. <laughs> and, but even that, I, I think you find ways, you know? Because YouTube does it. Correct, Right? Yeah. Like, again, if we're the creators, it's not like we're filming all day. I film a lot in here, you know? I film... What day is today? Friday. We had Monday off. I probably filmed eight hours this week. Yeah. Like, that's a lot. Yeah. But it's not. And that's going to be, what? Probably 20 TikToks, two YouTubes, five Instagrams. Yeah. And then plus this. Something like that. Yeah. But other people do more. You know, when I was in LA, I flew in Friday night, got to JK at 8 a.m., filmed to 6 p.m., and that's probably 30 videos. And who yeah. knows, 30 full YouTubes and who knows how many. And that is like a full day of filming. But I mean, a lot of people move that way. It's not like we don't move professionally either, right? So if, no. if main media grabs you, there's a call sheet for JK when I go. Like it's all like super legitimate. So it's not like we're just like savages stepping into Hollywood. Right. You know, a lot of people are back, especially Bart and them, like our background trained in that. Mm-hmm. And then podcast world, like sure, they might have eventually evolved and people use like radio terms or radio mm-hmm. ideas, but like, podcast is its own thing like we created it right you know and that's what used to make it special and obviously i sound like an old bitter head but it's just not always as special anymore when it's so polished so scripted you have a shit guest on just because they're viral Mm -hmm. or whatever it may be and and then the flash in the pan i mean that's the the bigger conversation all this like uh, that's where i first thought you were going to go when you're uh brought up the subject like influencers yeah, what's their ultimate goal? Do they have any foresight? Because so, some of them are so young, they just have zero foresight. Some may have big goals, like, all right, I'm going to do YouTube for three years, mm-hmm. then I'm going to go to movies or do comedy or something. That's cool. But most of them are just a flash in the pan, man. Like, what about Liver King? Like, obviously, he's rich as shit, and so it may not affect his yeah, bottom I, dollar, but... I haven't seen yeah. much of anything from him since he was out. Yeah, he had a year. He yeah. literally had a year. <clears throat> yeah. And then I don't even know if he creates anymore. Maybe, obviously, if you're a fan of him, you would know, but... And some of it's that, but going viral is like not necessarily the answer. No, it doesn't. I mean, you and I have both been involved in stuff that went very viral, and like you get a little bit of a kick out of it, but not not anything sustainably huge. Yeah, I'm kind of glad I never went actually like viral, viral. Yeah, like my new, my Power Ranger suit went a little viral, but like I'd rather have the 30k vlog daily. Yeah. You know, the sustainability of growth and even doing it 
10, 12 years is way different than, yeah, just popping up out of nowhere. That's what people are trying to do now. But then, yeah, what's your plan? You're just going to have one supplement code, make six figures one year, and then fuck off? We, uh, I could, could and should note that we started our our original podcast 10 years ago last month. Right. Yeah, it's Uh, a decade. Yeah. How many podcasts were around then? And then how many people have podcasts now? It's probably... Oh yeah, it's just it's literally a hundredfold. It's, yeah, it's it's enormous. It's like like exponential growth. Yeah, in the number of shows since I don't know, probably seventeen, eighteen. The the sort of really yeah. kick in, but it was you know it grew a lot early on too. Post post serial when yeah. um, when there started being some money involved and yep. you know, but even back then, yeah, the the like raw talk podcast was a small category i feel like more of them were kind of scripted like that yeah like what was the uh not russell simmons not bill simmons who's the aerobics guy richard simmons. richard simmons there's so many goddamn simmons richard simmons like missing podcast oh, yeah. was yeah, around a similar were, era yeah and those were all like highly scripted very good oh uh, yeah but they're yeah. almost more like audiobooks but now there's still some of that going on for sure but like the raw talk podcast is like 90% of the meat and potatoes you see in the world and most of it's based around drama. Yeah. Or they'll take if you're wanting to get the viral clips, you know, you're talking about racism or stupid shit. Or two, they'll take these TikTokers or Instagrams who grew there, especially TikTok cuz it's easier to grow and then trying to turn them upwards into mm-hmm. a podcast. Uh and it's just dull as shit, just personalityless fucking Yeah, that's actually um that's another aside, but I mean I dealt with the I took you know, I took a course in in editing after I'd been doing this for years. Like, like our first podcast had had um, you know over eighteen million downloads before I ever actually learned what I was doing. Yeah, um, and the people who are editors are just you know um, very driven by trying to make super clean uh, sounding audio and make make the hosts sound intelligent or whatever. Yeah, yeah. When the raw audio would tell you no. Right. The same uh, with YouTube. But at least the difference is like the beauty of YouTube and podcasts starting and then turning around other ways, whether it be mainstream media or down to TikTok and Instagram, is that at least typically, not always now, but typically the YouTuber, the podcaster are the team. They're the creative, they're the producer, mm-hmm. they're the talent, they're they're every piece of it. They're the editor, they're the, they're the cinematographer. They, they do all of it. They do the prep work. And mm-hmm. so when you have, even if you're not the best at all those categories, because no one's the best at all of them, right? Normally you, you lean towards an editor or you lean towards the talent or you lean towards the idea guy, whatever. But then you can twist that down to TikTok, twist that down to Instagram easily. Right. Even up to mainstream media. Right, because you you're in mainstream media, you're one piece. You're the writer, you're the producer, you're the editor, you're the talent. You don't have to do all of them. Right, right. Where now you're a TikToker, and yeah, you have all those pieces, but it's a five second clip that you literally are just mimicking the other person that did it. So you're you're not really talented. <laughs> you're not really an editor. <laughs> yeah, you're not really a, a writer. Yeah, you're not really a producer. To turn that up into a full length whatever is very very difficult. But that's and some of them get views, which just blows my mind. People are just entertained by anything. Because it's a TikToker that could shake their ass, and then now they're trying to talk for an hour. And it's unbearable to me, but... Not that I, my fucking voice is amazing, but yeah, like, you know, at least I could talk. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The, uh, the longer the TikTok video is, the better the, the information better be. To, yeah, you would me. hope. Yeah, you would hope. For me. Some of the issues. I'll just is, click away. I'll just. Some of the issue is, is TikTok's not even about information, you know? It's literally about headlines. We really are in the clickbait era. Yeah. Because a, a TikTok is a clickbait video. That's it. There's no substance. It's clickbait stop. 
Right. Where exactly. YouTube, at the very least, YouTube's clickbait substance. Yeah. Clickbait hit me with something. Yeah. And a lot of people in our space are trying to do informative TikToks. However, yeah. how many of those people are covering topics that haven't been covered before? Yeah, none. A million, million times. Yeah, because it gets clicks. Hey, how to burn fat, how to get a six-pack, how to... Right. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. It's p- Part of that is the game at this point, because there's so many creators. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. And fitness doesn't change. We've talked about it a million times. Like, that's why we try to cover documentaries and other things that interest us, because, like macronutrient science has been the same for the last 30 years, you know? Like, with very 1% <clears throat> upgrade in knowledge. Lifting right. has been the same. Like, it's all been the same. So, what are you going to cover? What are you going to just beat it to shit? And it, it comes down to connection to audience. Right. You know, like, if you it, being able to build those connections to audience and how you come off. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Sean Casey. I don't know if I am. He is... Um, I believe he's on TikTok, but he's like, he's, I think he's pretty big on Instagram and strangely really big on um, Facebook. No. Um, not a baseball player. No, That's no, the no. the first Sean Case that No, up. not that one. Um, this guy, young guy, I think that he's from Ireland. I think he's currently living in um, Australia. Sean Casey Fitness? Yeah. Mm. He, uh, his videos are almost all nutrition based, like diet nutrition stuff. Um, former fat kid, former drug addict. Oh shit! Um, his videos, while they are edited, are very in their own way raw. Like yeah. he he swears a lot, mostly at things he screwed up as he's talking, um, and he he do, does demos and all this stuff. He's I don't know I think he's a million something on yeah. on yeah. on on Facebook and yeah, he's and, got a million on Instagram. A million, yeah, yeah. Um and is in very is very engaging because it, he doesn't take himself seriously at all. He uh if you take the if you take like Jordan Syatt and do just the nutrition stuff, yeah, yeah. except you throw an accent on it. Yeah, yeah. And you see him fucking up in a way that doesn't I mean like he edits that in, he leaves it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think he does it on purpose. I think he leaves it in. Yeah, yeah. I think, and actually, on the flip side, I think that uh, Jordan, if you see him do something like that, it's because he planned it. Because he is so just yeah, yeah above. He's just so competent. Yeah. You know, if you if he wants to show some fallibility, he has to kind of do it on purpose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I hope he understands what I'm saying here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, he's uh, he's like a hawk. He kind of sees everything below him. Right. Yeah. yeah. He gets it. Yeah. Yeah. And Not it, that this other kid probably doesn't, but yeah. No, I think he knows that it works. Yeah. Yeah. And Sai's just trained, like he's done it forever. Right. Like us. Yeah. Like, I've thought about that too, because I see other people on story, and some people are just like awkward. I'm like, oh, they kept that to show like who they are. I'm like, that would be like kind of hard for me. Not that I'm not like Mr. Cool Guy or something, but like if a camera's on, I just put it together. Right. It would be hard to be like, oops, I didn't mean to say that. I meant to say, yeah. it would have to be like, yeah, planned. Yeah. Because I've thought about that too. I'm like, damn, these people are like, or they're like bumping into a wall while they're filming. And it is 100% genuine. I'm like, well, I'm just not going to bump into walls. <laughs> like, I'm not going <laughs> to. You're going to be more careful than yeah, that. Yeah, I'm just not going to stub my toe. Like, I yeah. Just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, where, I don't know. Um, it's a difference between somebody who doesn't consider themselves being a performer just being themselves on camera yeah. and somebody who does consider themselves being a performer trying to be, you know, run the straight line yeah. on, on camera. But that's, you know, the big, I guess the main difference between main media and supposedly what we do, although the borders have blurred more, mm-hmm. is the, like, authenticity, right? And that's the beauty of it. That's why I watch some, like, crazy degenerate-ass streams. That's why I'm on kick.com, no plug, no sponsorship, but, like, it's actually just straight raw over there. And live streaming is still my favorite to consume mm-hmm. and probably my favorite to do, although it's the most difficult um, because you can't fuck it up. You know, there is no... Right. There's no <laughs> there's no filter saving you. There's no nothing going on. Um, I did a, a poll, this lateral step, but I did a poll on my Instagram and Twitter um, about how many creators they think use filters Oh, yeah. And this is what people think people use filters, right? Mm-hmm. Not So uh, I did like 15 to 30% of people use filters, 30, 35 to 40, whatever, whatever. And 
strongest votes. Most people thought 70 to 90% of creators use filters, which is crazy. It's crazy, but it's probably pretty no, I, I would, accurate. I would vote that too. Yeah. Yeah, who knows, but I would vote that. But, and and then it's like- So it, people know that there's a certain degree of trickery going on regardless. Right. And they still buy it. Which is good they're aware, yeah. But then like it's not like funny filters. It's not color grading for beauty and art. It's not- you know, it's not editing to make an emotion come through with something you're mm-hmm. portraying. It's literally just trying to make you look better. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I didn't pull that, but but I I think we all know what a what we mean by filter on Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's just to make you like blemishes go away, teeth look whiter, face look prettier, less wrinkles, nicer hair. You know, uh, more jacked. Mm-hmm. Like 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 literally just superficial shit. Where mainstream media. Obviously, they do some of that too because they use makeup, like insane stage makeup. Right. But the beauty of editing over there, and even YouTube, um, is to like portray an emotion or portray a story or add it. Right? It's like I guess effects versus filters. Yeah, and, and right. F- and right. one I think is good for storytelling and emotion driving and connection, and one I think probably has, like in my opinion, has zero place on our planet. Yeah, filters. Yeah, no, I... Like, what's I, the net positive there? Um, there's a net positive to the creator who's selling yeah, something. Yeah, but but it's probably not even. Uh, selling, maybe. It, the it money, might not be. The money. But overall, it's probably negative, right? Because then you're just, like, reinforcing that you need to be fixed to yourself. Oh, Mike's face can't sell this, but Mike's filtered face can sell this. Uh, for sure, for yeah, sure. It's but, so bad. But mo- from an influencer standpoint, like, 100% of that is, is sales directed. Right, right. Because or, you, or likes or whatever. Yeah, yeah I mean, you want to make money. For sure. I mean, it all ultimately comes down to money. Uh, whereas movies- Or ego. Yeah, or ego. Because a lot of people are bad at making money. So they'll Maybe just so. they'll just do influencing just to- Just to influence. Yeah, to, to stroke it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I'm sure Which that's Which is extra wild and, and probably goes in my category of, yeah, we just don't need either. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, when, you were, when you're a consumer and you're trying to buy something, what- and you you have a strong feeling about wanting to to buy that, but you still have some ag- objections. Kind of what you're looking for is to have your obje- objections addressed up front. Sure. And um, like if you're gonna buy, let's say, I don't know, I get a shit ton of of Instagram ads for under eye bag stuff for men yeah. for whatever reason. I just, I don't know. They think I'm old and yeah. I have bags under my eyes. Yeah, they hacked you. Whatever. Um, if there isn't a significant difference between the before and after, sure. or if the the person representing a, this brand, they, they may be an actor, maybe an influencer, maybe... Uh, maybe the person who founded the company, whatever, whatever. If they don't actually have that like look, if right. they haven't, if they haven't accomplished that look, yep. then I'm not going to be, I'm not going to go forward. Yeah, not, the wall gets bigger to purchase. For yeah, sure. exactly. So it's like you, you some know. of that's old school too, though. Uh, I don't have TV here, but in Vegas uh, we have like regular TV, you know, like the most basic cable. And so I was just clicking around and. Uh, I don't know if I got up to do something or whatever. You know, you're in the middle of your ADHD. So I didn't like choose a channel, but then the home shopping just mm-hmm. ended there where I went to fill my water or some shit. And they're like showing some kind of skincare. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a blotch thing or maybe it's a wrinkle thing. I forgot what it was. Avi actually might have been there. I forgot. But uh, it's an older lady and she's showing like maybe even her chest or like light cleavage, you know, and like uh-huh. her skin difference there. And it's clearly just a filter and light that like made her look tan or less wrinkly right. or like shiny. And you're like, that's clearly like you just turned up like the sapia, like fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's so bad. Just old school, shitty marketing techniques. Yeah, for sure. Like and I sort of alluded to this earlier um, before we got on that I'm looking at an HVAC system for part of my house and dealing with a, a salesman slash design guy or whatever, whatever. And like, I will freely admit that what I'm looking for is to not run into roadblocks. Yeah, not right. Not run into things that make me think oh, I can't do that because because I don't trust. Yeah, or whatever. But a lot of it is trust for yeah. sure. Because um, every profession, and it's just more maybe spoken about now, but like because there's so many, every profession has shitters. 
Yeah, but back in the day, maybe you wouldn't think that, right? Like, oh, yeah, he's he's the you know local neighborhood mechanic. Everyone goes to Johnny. Yeah. Johnny's great. I'm like, no, Johnny fucking sucks. He's just everyone knows Johnny. Correct. You yeah. know, or like, yeah, whatever it is. That's for everything: plumbing, HVAC, mm-hmm. doctor. Yeah, no, I love my doctor, Stacy. Stacy doesn't know shit about being a doctor. You know, right? <laughs> like, she's the worst doctor in the world. But everyone, she's nice or mm-hmm. whatever. Charismatic. Like, you, yeah. you you can't be successful in sales without right. without being able to connect. With people with the riz, right? Just, yeah, yeah, it's true. You got to be able to riz everybody. Yeah, one hundred percent gets you further. Last maybe side note that's popped in my head with social media and like main world. <clears throat> so like growing up in the nineties, it really was not only in the WWE, but I feel like in the world it was like the Attitude Era. Uh-huh. You know, like everything's fucking explosions, fucking yeah, crazy yeah. shit. And so like Carl's Junior commercials, right? It's just like sexy women, mm-hmm. muscle cars, and barbecue sauce just rolling all over their naked skin. Correct. Five years after that, that starts to like be super frowned upon and faux pas and like, oh, we can't sell with sex. Like, that's so bad. Like, why are we degrading women? Why are we, whatever, whatever, throw in whatever cause you want to yeah. fight, it, you throw it there. You threw it at fucking Carl's Jr. of all people. And yeah. a lot of companies did it, right? Pepsi probably, yeah, Pepsi had like Janet Jackson half naked selling Pepsi, whatever, right. all the same. And, and then five years later, early 2000s, like, oh my God, that was so trashy, you know, let's, whatever. And then I don't know what era we moved into next. Doesn't really matter. But you look now, mm-hmm. and you start scrolling a little TikTok, you start scrolling a little Instagram, and whatever it is, male, female, everything fucking in between, dog, the fucking, mm-hmm. I don't care what you're selling, it's a naked person selling it. Yeah, yeah, actually. Your energy a- drink, your supplements, like, and obviously we're in the fitness space, so it's a yeah. much louder, but you go outside of that. People are like selling Marriott vacations, and they're fucking pokey tits are in my eyes. Yeah. I'm not complaining. I would love, you know, to purchase, but I'm just saying, talk about going full loop. And no, uh-huh. one, no one says a thing. Yeah. People in the comments are backing them up. You look great, girl. And I'm fine for that too. I'm not saying I choose a side here, but you know, the comments are like more positive. Like you look great, like flaunting your stuff. Like, yeah. But nice then, work if you can get it is the way I always think yeah, about it. Yeah, but then like, back in the day, we thought they were, you know, trashy, whatever. Right, and now suddenly it's like, yeah. Now it's self-expression and loving your body. Yeah, there's this show on um, on Netflix, and I think it's from the uh, from the UK, and I'm probably going to get the um, the name wrong. I think it's called Naked Attraction. Uh, I think I scrolled by it. I don't think I watched it. <clears throat> and the deal is that like there there's a person who's the contestant, and then there's the the person that they're they're viewing, and. Like you see a little bit of their oh, yeah. naked body at a time. I think, uh, and it's like f- totally straight up naked. Yeah, it's not. Which naked. I don't know that we could do that here for but. sure. Not. Uh, what's the fucking Jubilee? Is that the YouTube channel? Yeah. Jubilee. Shout out to YouTube, bro. OG YouTubers are the best that ever done. Like they're the most creative motherfuckers on the planet. Uh-huh. I think they're friends with Bart and them, but they're a giant YouTube. Have you seen it? No. Oh, you'd love Jubilee. Right up your alley. So they do a bunch of stuff, multiple stuff, right? They from from politics to like abortion type stuff mm-hmm. all the way to like sex sales type stuff. And they'll do all these little like mini game shows or roundabouts about it. So I'll give you an example of maybe I think it's still Jubilee of like a political one. They'll they'll bring in like three um, self-identified liberals, three self-identified conservatives or whatever, mm-hmm. male, female, different races, all of them. And they'll put them like in the back. Then there's like three or six stools up front, and they'll do something like ask a question, like, uh, "All right, like, is the baby alive at five months?" I'm making all this shit up, but whatever. is the mm-hmm. or the fetus, you know, conscious or sentient or whatever? Mm-hmm. And then everyone will raise their hands who believes it. And normally it's kind of mixed, you know, because they'll choose a question that walks that line, mm-hmm. like the months or whatever. Then they'll come forward and have a discussion. If you didn't raise your hand, you have to sit in the back and you don't really get part of the discussion. So they'll do that like politically, which gets really interesting because you'll get some people that are, you know, more gray than you would expect, right? You'll see kind of the spectrum of the thoughts on it. Then they'll do other ones like they'll do just like eight dudes, uh, regular ass dudes, and they'll be like... Uh, Ask a bunch of questions. They'll line them up. Like, all right, like rank yourselves on who's got the biggest cock here. And they'll just, just by looking at each other or asking a few conversations, like, what do you do for work? Or like, are you married? Or like, whatever. Then they'll start to like, ah, he's probably got a huge hog. He'll go over here. And they'll they'll fucking like, they'll like distribute it. That's amazing. Yeah. And then at the end of the show, and they'll do a, a couple rounds of that. Like, all right, like who's the hardest or who's the biggest soft and who's the biggest hard and like all these, you know, little semantics and line your shit yeah. up. 
And then who's got the, you know, who's fucked the most women and all that. And then at the end, they'll kind of display it and line it up. But they do like a dating one, I think, more like that naked one, but it's with outfits. So you're like judging based on their shoes oh. first. And then you like have six girls and you'll eliminate them. Like, oh, I just don't like her kicks. And then it'll be like pants or whatever. And you have to like choose a date purely based on outfit. And then the, I guess the physique you would see as they, uh-huh. and very end, you know, just maybe the eyes are covered and there's two women and you got to choose one. But kind of similar thing. And, and it's so organic, unscripted, regular folks. It feels like they just grab them off a of Hollywood Boulevard type shit. Wow. Um, and and, and the, the what's another one? But they that do, could be really ego challenging. They did another one with, oh yeah, tons of it. But it's so it's so good. And they, they come up with different categories. They had, uh, you know, like six um, uh, well-breasted women come uh-huh. in. And then they like uh, had to find out which one, there was only one of them that had fake breasts. And the rest were natural. So all the girls are like testing each other, like, all right, do some fucking jumping jacks or uh-huh. like do whatever. And they're all like <laughs> kind of like testing it out. And then they have to like vote one of them out until they hopefully come to an agreement on who's got the fake tits. Uh, just, just as an aside, we've been doing a lot of digressions today. Uh, so the like slang name for, for breasts yeah. that you prefer, like boobs, Tits, yeah. titties. I wanted to do this with T- Bart. T- titties spelled wrong. I like with tatters. D's. Tatters. Tatas, tatters. Tatas. Yeeters. Yeah, knockers. Mommy milkers. There's tons. Knockers is a nice old one. That's yeah. a, like 60s, 70s. Yeah. Mommy milkers is 50s, nasty, maybe. but good. Really good. It'll throw some people off. Yeah. I wanted to do a draft with Bart. People draft like different names. Uh-huh. So we do like the top three names for women's breasts. Yeah. We, yeah, so we, good. Knockers. Yeeters, we'll, tatters. We'll, we'll put a pin in that one. Yeah, mommy milkers. Uh, tatas, I feel like, is a good balance of being gross and funny. Yeah. Like, no one's really going to be offended by tatas. Like, mommy milkers, you could be offended, I guess. Yeah. Milk cannons. Milk cannons. <laughs> Milk cannons is pretty P- good. Puppies. Yeah, puppies. Puppies is old school, but really good. Puppies could probably come back. Yeah. Because that's kind of cute. You're not really going to be insulted. No. Yeah, uh, yatters. Ladies. The ladies. The ladies. Yeah, ladies. That's a self-referential referential kind of thing, typically. Yeah, and the same with cock. Right? Yeah. There's a million. Johnson, Dick, Schlong, Hog. Schlort for some guys. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sadly. <laughs> yeah, fucking snake. There's yeah. a million of them. Pipe. Right. The glizzy? Yeah, that's too close, because everyone calls a hot dog a glizzy, you weirdo. We have Matt sitting in for CBS today. Glizzy, Hog. I don't know, there's a million. Cock, what? Dick. Penis, PP, Wiener, uh, Schwanz. Yeah, Schwanz. Schwanz is good. Yes, that one's always uh, Schwartz. Schwartz. Yes. May the Schwartz be with you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how good. I got into that. Personally, I, 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 in my mind, it's boobs. It's always just boobs. Yeah, That's boobs. Boobies is kind of good. Boobies. Is boobies good is kind of cute. You can't really be offended by that either. Yeah. Nice yeah. boobies. Yeah. All right. Where were we? Press. Oh, okay. Game shows. Uh, Jubilee. Shout out to them. I don't know them, but they fucking crush it. Um, like them, like they could ABC could literally hire them, and they would put them in like a shit show where where they do their current thing. They're not on camera; they're uh, all off camera. All off camera. So they're writers, producers, editors, filmographers, and mm-hmm. geniuses with these concepts. But ABC's probably tried to buy them. Like they're huge. I'm sure someone's tried to buy their shit at some point. And but they know that they're going to get morphed into whatever and not be able to do good what, stuff anymore. What they do, yeah. yeah. So, like, it's pointless. So then now TV ratings are probably way down because TV shit. Mm-hmm. You know, like, regular TV shows, there's nothing. Again, in Vegas, I got regular TV now. I'm turning on ABC. It's just fucking Wheel of Fortune and Family Feud all day. Well, it is right now because you know what there's I mean? no new shows coming. That too. But you know what I mean? Like, there's nothing to watch. And even before that, I feel like in the last five years, like, the big shows that are good are movies. Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, those are movies. They're not even TV shows. It's hard to call Game of Thrones a TV series. Yeah, it's a, it's a bunch of movies. Yeah, really. it's an epic fucking thing. Yeah. Uh, or any of them. Ozarks, Stranger Things. Like, uh-huh. those are fucking epic pieces of art. Yeah. They're not a TV show. Yeah. That actually um, it leads us into another side, having to do with Marvel. Yeah. Because some of the, like, the Netflix Marvel stuff, the stuff from, from Marvel Studios. Yeah, and back not, in the day. And not, not uh, when they were under Fox and before they got under Disney. Yeah. Um, especially the first one or two seasons of those shows were really, really good, and they did not try very hard to connect to the main 
Yeah, they just did their own thing. Timeline. They did their own thing, and so they were interesting on their own. Yeah. And the current shows, um, well, even Loki season one was was its own thing until the last episode. Yeah, try to tie in. Um, What's the uh, and now they're all like trying to tie in, and it's it's yeah. because it's just a money grab. What's the? I only watched one of those old ones. Uh, it's like the black dude from Brooklyn. Oh, um, oh my god. Luke Cage. Luke Cage. I watched Luke Cage. That was good. The first two seasons good. of Daredevil were. F- uh, I might have watched the first one. Great. I might have watched the first one. Just great. But like Luke Cage, yeah, like it's not overly produced. It's not, yeah, trying to be something. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's kind of basic, but it's like kind of. It's like good. It's not the best thing I've ever watched, but it's good. They just shot a half a season, like nine episodes of a Daredevil reboot boot for Disney, and they stopped because they they. The higher ups did not like what they saw at all. They fired everybody on the production side, and they've got to start over from scratch. They probably put, you know, a hundred million bucks into it so yeah. far, and like, blah. because it just they don't know how to do. It really comes down to that movies versus TV thing. Yeah, like, make good TV uh, isn't movies, right? Yeah, it's a show, and, and there's like like leagues of it all. Like, there's TV shows like Fresh Prince. Like, yeah, it's gone down historically, but, like, that was just, like, a culture-level B movie or yeah. show. Yeah. But we need those. It's, yeah. Not everyone has to be Game of Thrones and Ozark and Breaking Bad. And, like, not everything has to shoot here. Like, we mm-hmm. need different levels. And that's where now, instead of TV, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, podcasts have filled those gaps. But, like, TV needs to make, like, hey, we're not going to make, like... And that's what Marvel, I think, is trying to do. Every series, they're trying to make the next Mandalorian. They're trying mm-hmm. to make the next... And mm-hmm. then they just come off like trash. Mm-hmm. You know, like they've made a hundred of them in the last three years and like two of them are okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I try to watch Marvel, Miss Marvel, whatever, that trash. I try to watch fucking She-Hulk. Nah. You know, like there's so many misses mm-hmm. because they're trying to do these epic, they're trying to tie it into the Avengers. They're trying to make the next Avengers a TV show mm-hmm. rather than just like make an okay TV show. It doesn't have to be A plus. No, you could you could cut the budget down if you yeah. if you Luke Cage if you scale down make yeah. a couple more Luke Cages. Yeah, Luke Cage was good. Yeah, it was good. Again, it wasn't great, but you don't need everything to be great. It was and, like good. Uh, season one of Jessica Jones was maybe one of the most intense psychological thriller TV shows really? ever. I don't know if I watched. Oh my god! Yeah, I don't know why. Maybe I didn't have HBO or whatever the fuck it was on back then. Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, it was Netflix. Yeah, I think I watched Luke Cage and maybe one Daredevil. Yeah, because uh, all the movies are decent. <clears throat> I know the big Marvels one's coming out next week or soon. It'll probably be bad, sadly. Miss um, Marvel. The Marvels. Captain Marvel, yeah. The Marvels, yeah. yeah. I don't think it looks good for that at all. I know. Um, I wish. So I love Marvel. Uh, the last good one was uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. 3. That was good. Yeah, it was good. It wasn't yeah. great, but no, it, was it was good. good. But uh, you know, again, we don't need the next fucking world... Like we just need a good movies, right? We don't need great movies all the time. I, I think that that Endgame maybe just kind of killed it for everybody. Yeah, that's what I mean. Because they lost their biggest stars. Yep, they built it all up. They went crazy, budget crazy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Gar- Guardians of the Galaxy was good. They should just have ended things with, with maybe that. Give well, it, the, gave it five years and then come back. But then part it. of it is they tried, right? They like ended a chapter and went to this brand new chapter, and then. <clears throat> but nobody cares about those characters because they're a bunch of C-list superheroes. Exactly. Where's fucking Spider-Man when you need yeah. his ass? That one was good. The newest Spider-Man was good. All, all yeah, all the time. All the yeah. Spider-Man's. Are Even the uh, the cartoon I just watched on the airplane. Oh really? Pretty good. I haven't seen that at all. Yet. Pretty good. Uh, and some of those are solid actually, and more underrated. Mario movie's pretty good. Yeah. And that got like some hype. It's not great. It's good. But we again, we just not every movie could be great. Yeah, especially how we're whipping them out. They're just whipping them out like shit. Go watch YouTube, dude. Go support the creators. <laughs> go follow a little YouTube. Go find a little YouTube channel. Subscribe. Leave a comment. Help them out. Or, or this one. You can subscribe yeah. to this one. Show right. some love. Um, so kind of going back to the basic, basic premise here. Who do we think, uh, who is an influencer in our space, yeah. has any shot of tr- of and and not that not whether they would do it or not. Yeah, yeah. But who whether has they the have skills? a shot? I mean, like. Obviously, I'm biased, but like Omar Isoff had a pretty good collab with History yeah. Channel. Like that's kind of the niche, 
and I think they gave them some decent rights in the creativity. Mm-hmm. So it obviously turned out great. You know, it's a good mesh of like history and strength, and that's right up his alley. Uh, people know now, and maybe they knew from Rascal's apparel company, but like Omar's incredibly intelligent. So to like rap history and strength, mm-hmm. perfect guy. Someone like Bart, you know, would obviously I think transfer so well. He has acting, legitimate acting skills, legitimate comedy skills, and then he has a wealth of knowledge from business, fitness, mm-hmm. whatever. So he could kind of mix those worlds. Um, I don't know. You know, I think there's always like space, but yeah, it's hard to tell if I don't know him personally because, like we said, so many people over edit their shit too. Some of them That's, have yeah. no skills and no personality or like acting game. Uh, you're, are you thinking of one person in particular? Because I am. No, I'm literally <laughs> thinking of like 90% of them. Uh, well, that too. Yeah. yeah I'm literally sort of thinking the most of, prominent of, of them. And I don't really know. Because I literally am thinking about 90. Because I've filmed with all of them and, yeah. and, and, and some of them are great people and nice people, but like. You turn a camera on in, in like a sketch comedy or something or something like JK News or a podcast of this mm-hmm. style, and they just don't really have anything original to bring. They'll they'll bring up drama, which is like easy content. Yeah. Um, and some of them have kind of have done it a little bit. Like Brooke Entz would be maybe somebody that was, but she didn't really have a lot of speaking role in right. the in the DC. yeah yeah pure looks in the background of a Wonder Woman movie or <clears throat> yeah. or other people of um. You know, even Charity Wit and some of our friends have been on like reality TV shows as like competitors, right? But that's not like really acting. It's not the same thing. Yeah, yeah. it's not really a crossover because she doesn't get to be herself. She's just competing in a sport, right? Um, and that's nothing on her. That's just the situation she ended up in. Or a lot, a lot of the CrossFitters that ended up in uh, Stone Cold's Broken Ranch competitions. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're not really like your face is on the big screen, but you're just doing CrossFit. You're not, like, yeah. acting or creating content with Stone Cold, per se. Right. Um, yeah, I think Bradley's been in some movies. I think, um, you know, FouseyTube in that world, King Batch. Like, those guys ended up in, like, Medea movies and shit like that because mm-hmm. of the Hollywood connection. Mm-hmm. Um, Hollywood-Atlanta connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know anyone else that's really dove in there. Oh, Thor? Thor's probably the biggest crossover. Probably so, yeah. But Thor, he, he wasn't really an influencer before. Though. No, but he was an athlete. Yeah. 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 He's Thor, an influencer now. Yeah, but. Thor is probably the best. Um, yeah, because he wasn't like a content creator. Yeah, he was an athlete turned. But even that's pretty big. Like, if you think of like the Shaquille O'Neal's like, yeah. uh, mainstream athletes that have done like movies of that scale, there's probably none. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, mm-hmm. he's probably the only one. I actually just listened to the um, the book about the making of airplanes. Yeah, that's called, what made me think of it. Yeah, Surely You Must Be Joking is what it's called. Uh, and Kareem is in it. Right. Oh, in the book? He's in the book and the yeah. movie. And it just there's a whole, there's a whole chapter on Kareem yeah. about how they how they had to deal with him. Um, yeah, like getting him into that movie is pretty fucking... And obviously Michael Jordan and like Space Jam, that's all a little bit different. But, you know, because he's playing himself. The... A lot of people don't know that Airplane is based on another movie. It's essentially a remake of a movie called Zero Hour. And in the original, one of the pilots was a former football player, former professional football uh-huh. player. And his acting was apparently awful. Yeah. And so having Kareem in was a parody uh-huh. of of bringing... Uh, bringing uh, athletes yeah. into mainstream movies to be shitty on purpose, kind of. Well, uh, he, I mean, they used him to be somewhat shitty on purpose, yeah. and and very out of place. That was the yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like you, go, well, that's Kareem. He's an eight feet tall, yeah. fucking and pilot. Wasn't he the pilot or some shit? He was the co-pilot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and he uh, um, uh, apparently had to make a lot of of adjustments to the cockpit for him I'm to sure. even get into. Yeah, it. he's like seven two. Yeah, he just just enormous, yeah. enormous, and then he's yeah. so recognizable. And then he's, he's especially at that time. Yeah, and he's now. yeah he's saying that he's no, I'm not. I'm and then and then the kid finally gets through, and sort of breaks down yeah, the like barrier, and he starts, you know. Yeah. My dad says. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's it. There hasn't been a lot of transfer actually. Probably less than you'd expect from the YouTube mainstream world. Yeah. Some of the uh, there was a big push with some of the homies that got into um, what's the gaming channel G4. G6, G4, G7, G4. G4. Yeah. They had like a recent show, but the channel kind of died. And that was a real TV channel. And they grabbed a bunch of like streamer YouTube homies to be on that. Mm-hmm. Um, my homie Gino was on that. Uh, but again, it's like talk show, kind of mm-hmm. reality TV. 
So they're kind of playing themselves. Mm-hmm. So if you're talking like real acting, yeah, Thor wins. I could see uh, our friend Jen Wiederstrom in like a screwball comedy kind of. Yeah, Jen kind of obviously has been all over TV. Um, yeah, because then, yeah, like what does, yeah, obviously that's very mainstream media, right? right. Like Biggest Losers, huge. American Gladiators, huge. Right. Um, but then, yeah, if you're talking about like acting or what you're doing there, um, yeah, she's been all over it. I'm trying to think. The Rock. Right, like he's kind of gone back and forth. Mm-hmm. WWE is obviously very mainstream, but then he kind of had like a phase where he was just doing shitty movies. He was more of like an influencer, I, I and then I, he's doing yeah. I guess all his movies are shitty. All his movies yeah. are shitty. Um, huh? Terry Crews, kind of a back and forth guy. Uh, he a lot of them are, I guess, are athletes too, right? If you, it depends when you want to start their story. Correct. Yeah, right. Because The Rock is a college football player. Terry Crews, I think, played in the NFL for a little bit. Yeah. You know, fake bodybuilder ish. Yeah. Um, but out of like the new era from 2010 till now or something, mm-hmm. yeah, not a lot have like done it or done it well. David So, shout out my boy David. David's got a Netflix so- show, you know, and he's got like a, a legitimate YouTube show ish. But he's a, a food panel judge on a food show, mm-hmm. you know, and obviously did that well. He said they messed up, but they had a second season, but they like kind of messed up budget, so it might oh. not go through. But I think the first season did good enough, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I don't know. And he's obviously just a YouTube comedian at his roots. It is interesting to see the entire world's mesh. I went to, um, shout out to Bobby Hundreds and the Hundreds, one of my favorite clothing companies since like 2004. They throw a giant food festival and and Bart invited me. And to see that world all like kind of come together is weird because oh, speaking of Game of Thrones, we're walking around and we meet Bobby, you know, lead designer, one of my favorite designers for literally 20 years. I've followed his blog before streetwear was a term, this mm-hmm. dude's creating shit. And then now there's just like cool food collabs and shit going everywhere. One of my other favorite comedies is called Human Made. It's by Nigo and like Pharrell, basically. They have like a taco pop-up. And so like there's all these cool little things. So I met a dude, Andy. Shout out to Andy. Andy does a bunch of food pop-ups. Right now he has like, I think rated the best hamburger in the planet, or at least in America. Really? With Bun B in Houston. He had a pop-up. So we went there. Bun B, UGK, famous rapper. So you have like... You know, this weird underground niche culture of streetwear turned to food, turned to rap, the biggest rap, UGK, one of the biggest rap groups of all time. And then you're just stomping around and uh, little things happen here and there where you're looking around and like, that person looks familiar. Like, oh, I know that person. And some of them are like designers that I follow and stuff. And then we're in line to grab this like uh, Boba Pikachu collab thing, which is fucking sick. And then uh, I hear Geo and she just says like Game of Thrones. And I fucking look over, and it's fucking Theo Greyjoy or whatever. Oh, uh, <laughs> just like stomping around. The young Greyjoy. Yeah, guy. yeah. And you're like, what the hell is he doing here? Like, where's that happen? That's weird. Yeah. yeah. And but he's probably just into clothes, and he's into food, and and we are in like the Fairfax area. It was actually in the parking lot of like CBS out there. By, oh, okay. By uh, what's the fucking huge mall? Uh, fuck, I forgot what it's called. But the giant mall in Fairfax. And so like it all makes sense. Yeah. Right? The actors live close and. Now streetwear is not very niche. You know, no. streetwear is high fashion. Streetwear is kind of everything. And it's like a term everyone throws around. Um, but to see all that come together, like kind of seamlessly, mm-hmm. you would think, yeah, our topic of conversation would be more seamless. But it's yeah. not really. Actually, sort of the the kind of the last piece here is probably probably the easiest mainstream crossover is for musicians, particularly singers. Yeah. To they they get traction on YouTube and TikTok and and Instagram, and then they but that actually has a long history because that's how on MySpace. Yeah, Justin Bieber's a, a YouTuber. Yeah, even in MySpace is huge. Uh, yeah, you're right, and, and that's slightly different just based on basic concept because they're using that as a trajectory to share their art. Yeah, and then their art can go to yeah. big heights. So that's like more seamless. You're right though. That's a really good example versus like. Yeah, and and maybe there are. I think there are some. What is it? Flight of the Concords. Yeah, Flight of the Concords. Yeah. Were they YouTubers first only? I believe the. I believe so. Yeah. Were they called the Neighbors? Whatever. They had like a skit group, and then I think they ended up writing for SNL. Yeah, and and a number of other things. Right. Yeah. So okay. and they had their own show. So too. they're probably the best. Yeah. Right. Because I think they're originally just kind of fucked around on YouTube as some college buddies mm-hmm. in like oh seven oh eight oh nine. Then I think. YouTube popped off. Then I think they went SNL and big comedies. So mm-hmm. they might be the best example. I think we might actually have come down to to um, an insight that, that I didn't have when we walked into it. Uh, it might be the easiest and maybe best and most advantageous if you're um, 
if you're doing the same thing on social media and as an influencer that you would want to do in right. mainstream. Right. But even those guys, yeah, they were the editors, writers, talent. Right. And then they got famous more in mainstream to just be writers. Right. Which is, even that's rare. Like, music's seamless. But I think a lot of the big ones that are seamless are actually reverse. Were they coming back? Right. Yeah. Like a Rock, like a Kevin Hart, like yeah. a Terry Crew. They all go... They made it mainstream somehow, but mm-hmm. still, they, and and they might say, "Oh, I'm utilizing social mm-hmm. media," but they're a hundred percent being lifted by social media. Yeah, and some like of it that's t- their lifeline. Yeah, I think that some of the decisions are being made by some people in in um, mainstream media are around um, what they call like social media cue. Yeah, like recognizability, right? In right, social it's, media, it's branding, and 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 they they. But the, my, I guess my point is, they would still like downplay it. Yeah. Where, like, that's the only reason you're at where you're at right now. The other piece that I'm thinking about is the control piece. So, like, if you have control over what you're doing in the mainstream, like, you can maintain the control that you have in your social media presence in the mainstream, then you're more likely to be able to do, to decide to do it. For sure. And be able to do it. Yeah, not only, like, creative control, but then the money part. Yeah. And then the success of it. Yeah. Like, it really is a no-brainer. It's just about mainstream choosing the right creator to allow them to do that. Because yeah. not every creator, again, is talented at multiple things. Mm-hmm. Some got lucky, some have no talent, mm-hmm. and then some are TikTokers shaking ass. Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, brand new episodes uh, Wednesday and Friday. GoodCompanyDiscord.com. If you guys want to grab some luxury training gear, some high-quality stuff, 3SB.co. Um, and we'll catch you next week. I'm Solomon Mike. Where you want to find me? I am at DJ McD on all the social media. The show is 50% facts. Well, percent is a word and 50 is just numbers. 50% facts is a Spreaker Prime podcast in association with iHeartMedia on the Obscure Celebrity Network. And we'll talk to you next time.